Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Paper Route. I am your filling host today because Ashley Nicole Moss lost her voice. And so we won't be doing the hump day ritual, but I will acknowledge that it is hump day. So we're sitting here on Faction Talk Channel 103, uh, Sirius XM with a few friends. We got Brandon Flowers back. Brandon Flowers, how the hell are you? Where, where are you? We, we had this conversation yesterday. And we also, we're also joined by BC, one of our producers, and Andrew Who, one of our yo, producers yo. as well. They'll be joining us in on this commentary. But yesterday we were debating where you were, bro. We said he could be on top of a mountain somewhere uh, meditating or he could be in the hood with the homies. What, where have you been the last few days, bro? Hey, those was like two accurate assessments. <laughs> yeah. Like, I couldn't be more accurate with those two assessments. But, no, I was handling, you know, I'm big with commercial real estate, man. I had to fly out and take care of some business. I'm trying to trying to get this deal wrapped up, man. So my flight got delayed coming back yesterday because of the holidays, so I couldn't get back to the studio to go live. So, I mean, y'all both was wrong, but those were two pretty <laughs> accurate assessments. Like, I will give you that. <laughs> Bro, for real, we, we, what, did we, what did Ashley say, BC, when we were discussing it? Or you remember? She was just like, he. I forget what she called you. Like she was just like, he's so interesting. I forget. It's like, bro, you're so interesting, dog. <laughs> Anyways, it's uh, it's it's Wednesday. It's Hump Day. It's a day before Thanksgiving. There's a lot of football tomorrow, but there's still a lot of, lot to talk about today. So we'll jump right into the headlines. Again, this is Brandon Marshall sitting down with Brandon Flowers, and we're also joined by two super producers. BC in the booth and Andrew out west. Um, B. Rogers, this could be a real thing. It could be happening sooner rather than later. Uh, so one of the things that I want to talk about, one of the headlines for me is Aaron Rodgers returned by Christmas. By Christmas with the Jets still a little shaky. They might not even be in it. 
So that's one of the headlines I want to dive into once we get into the show, B. Flo, what you got? Oh, man, with all the storylines that we can get into today, I want to go to tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, where the Lions, Niners, or the Cowboys lose on Thanksgiving. Those are the big dogs in the NFC. Mm. Would one of them take an L this Thanksgiving? That sounds like a parlay, B. You're not a huge gambler, but that sounds like a parlay. If I'm putting together a three-leg parlay, I might do Lions, Niners, Cowboys, potentially all win, but we yeah. will discuss yeah, we definitely discussed that. News of the day, Rodgers. Jets are not dead at four and six. The Jets have one of the worst offenses in franchise history. How the hell is this even possible? They just benched Zach Wilson for Tim Boyle, and they are four and six on this season. But thankfully, thankfully, during this time, it's Thanksgiving. Aaron Rodgers is here to give hope to all Jets fans. Take a listen to this, and then we will discuss out of this sound. Listen, there's been some four and six teams that have made runs over the years. Back in 2016, there was a, a team in in the NFC North that uh, people were counting out. They went on a run. Ty probably remembers this one. And oh, yeah. You know, won eight in a row and went to the uh, NFC Championship That's game. Right. There was a team in 2009 in the Big Apple, well, Jersey, that was four and six, finished nine and seven, went to the AFC Championship game. So, listen, uh, the season is definitely not over. It's not dead. There's a lot left to play for. Uh, I'm excited about where I'm at in my rehab, and uh, things are progressing uh, as quickly as I thought they would once I've been able to uh, uh, to jog on a treadmill. And excited about uh, getting back to the team and and uh, and seeing where I'm at. B flow. <laughs> I'm going to throw it straight to you, but this is just absolutely insane. This dude literally just went down. It felt like it was yesterday. Uh, what should the, what should the Jets fans think after hearing that from Aaron Rodgers, B-Flow? You know, before when the Jets was in it, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers are saying, like, mathematically, we're not out of it. Like, it would give me some juice if I was a Jets fan. But right now, I'm, I'm kind of concerned. Like, Aaron, I don't, I don't want you to come back. We got – Boyle at quarterback now. Like, we're we not going to make the playoffs. Like, if you look at our schedule coming up, we got the Dolphins. Twice. Hold on, that sounds crazy. Hold on, bro. You can't say that to a person talking about we're not going to make the playoffs. B, you heard what he just said. He literally just said there was people in the same position that did it. Why are you going to tell these people, the Jets, that they can't do it? That's crazy. Listen, Brandon Tyrone, he's, he's <laughs> aiming for Christmas, which is December 25th, right? Mm -hmm. They already have how many losses? Six losses, Six. right? Can you say the Dolphins gonna sweep sweep them with Boyle at quarterback? Well, we will see Friday. I can't. I'm not certain. I, I would say so. So that's eight losses, and then you got the Texans who's playing great football right now. I think that's nine losses. You're not getting into the playoffs, and that's before Rodgers come back, right? Not saying that he'll come back and play at an MVP caliber level, and he won't have any rust. So that's that's nine losses before he step, you know, on the field. And if you just look at the AFC playoff picture, I mean, right now, even if you're looking at the wild card, right, you're looking at the Steelers that only have four losses, the Texans that only have four losses. I mean, the Browns only have three losses right now. Can you see them possibly, like, seriously making the push to get in the playoffs? I don't think they're going a bigger I run than the Bills. 
or even your Broncos. Just because oh, the quarterback now, now, now you want to yeah, throw my Broncos in. Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Broncos <laughs> yes. Made me a believer. Russ made me a believer. But I, I just don't see them going on a better run than those teams, you know, with Boyle at quarterback, no matter how great their defense are, is playing right now. That's why if I'm a fan, I'm like, Rogers, right. we not going to make it this year. Don't come back. I know you might want to give us some hope going into next year, but no, let us just – live without seeing you this year and you don't play well because if rogers come in and he don't play well they're not gonna have no hype going into next year so just just chill out and well, we'll wait till next year to get it going well and bc i'm gonna come to you here in a second get your thoughts together man you know i want to you know as a new yorker i know you're a giants fan i want to get your perspective on this but look where they're at right now uh tim boyle has to come in and he has to play extremely well Right, and if and if he can hold it down, you know, because they, they they do have. Let's not forget about this defense, bro. And they do have playmakers. You don't need a lot when you have that type of defense. So this is going to give them some spark, some juice. Hell, it's the same situation about the Raiders. Look at the Raiders, bro. The Raiders they fire Josh McDaniels and then they go have two amazing games and they and they just lost to the. They should have beat the Miami Dolphins. That's three. That'd have been three games in a row. So it's definitely possible when you have this type of spark. And then hearing Aaron Rodgers, if you're in that locker room and you hear Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show say that, that gives you a little bit more juice. And and I do disagree with you, uh, B, as far as like it doesn't give you any excitement if Rodgers come back and he doesn't play well. I think it's, it, you know, the, the the narrative can be, you know what, look, I'm out here. Of course I'm not playing well. I'm rusty. I'm 70%. But this is just us you know, getting some reps together. We're, we, you know, that's the excitement is that Rodgers made it back. Rodgers beat the curve. So, BC, how you feel about all this? How should Jets fans feel, New York people feel about Rodgers? Or what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? I wouldn't be really too excited. I would be a lot more excited if they were 7-3, and three, looking at a possible playoff. It's, it's, it's kind of tough right now. I wouldn't really get my hopes up if I was a Jets fan. Um, fortunately, I'm not a Jets fan. But if I were, I wouldn't be really that excited. I'm, if the if the record was a little bit better, then yeah, I'd be, yeah, Rodgers is gonna come back. I hope he comes back. I can't wait. Like like it's never been done before. Whatever you know. But at this point, kind of like what B Flow said, if I'm looking at the schedule and looking at what's coming up, I don't really, I, I don't see the the need other than just to like give the fans something to, you know, get back into the groove of it before next season or just whatever. But I don't I don't I don't see it really happening or being beneficial for him to come back. You know, and you B, know what I'm B, these are, Go ahead. These are Jets fans we talk about. These not Colts fans. Like even though they want Rodgers back, if he comes in and let's just say he looked like the first drive before he got hurt, like he getting hit, he can't get the ball off. Like if Rodgers don't look bad, you know what the narrative gonna be going into the offseason what's that is he over, is he over the hill i know like, it's not yeah is he over the, are yeah. you crazy these are jets fans do we need to draft a quarterback right now do should we draft a guy because we don't know what rogers gonna give us he didn't look good these last three four games like that sound like espn that don't about. sound like real people that sound like espn create those type of narratives Real no, people are like, are, are, it's obvious. Fans. The dude, the dude just came back. He's seventy percent. Of course, they're not. They're, you think they're going to have high expectations of him coming back? Of course. Like, wow. why you think all this just media circuses like following Rogers? They expect Rogers to come in and give his team like a spark. Like, 
if Rodgers come back with three, if he come back with four games left, they expect him to win three out of those four. I guarantee you. Hmm. I'm not even sold that a healthy Rodgers gets the Jets to the AFC Championship or the, the Super Bowl, not even. Like, I'm not even sold on that. So for him to come back, what are you really – what are you telling the fans? Like, what are you selling to the fans just to come what back? Are and you Aaron, yeah, like. I think there's two things, BC. I think one, it's it's for Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, just this is a selfish thing, and I like it. It's look, guys, for him, it's like I I I was the fastest to do this, right? You know that, uh, uh, B. You know we're super competitive in everything that we do in the locker room, and that's something cool to have that type of narrative around you, where you're like. Yo, this dude really came back from an Achilles in three months. Never been done, right? So I think that's uh, a Aaron Rodgers thing. And two, I think Aaron Rodgers, the excitement is showing his commitment to the Jets, right? It's like, look, no, this year didn't go the way we expected, but I'm committed. We're going to get this done. And that's the type of conversation I can see Aaron Rodgers having in the locker room. And he's probably having that now. Like, guys, keep y'all head up. You know, this is fucking life. This is football. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be all right. Let's stick together. Let's finish this year strong. Let's go into offseason, have a phenomenal, another phenomenal offseason, and then let's go kick ass next year. So I think there's a there could be some major takeaways there. But before we move on, hey, guys, don't count them out. I hear you, be, I hear oh you Brandon. I hear you. I hear you. Like, you know, we always talk about those dark horses. Who's the dark horse? Who's going to be last year's? Detroit Lions or Jacksonville Jaguars where you heat up second half of the year, right? We're seeing the Denver Broncos emerge there. The Jets are going the other way. They just lost three games in a row. The likelihood of them changing and getting back on course. And, and Brandon, you, 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 man, you took me back to the good old days, bro. It's something that we always remember. It's like, and, and it was so true. It's like winning is contagious and so is losing. So the reality is it's going to, it's a, it's an uphill battle for the Jets. But, hey, we've seen uh, harder things be accomplished in the past. So the Jets are still there. They're not mathematically out. Um, but before, we, before we move on, I just want you to know that Zach Wilson been sacked 38 times this year. Okay. He's going to be – he's way more mobile than Aaron Rodgers would be if he came back. Aaron Rodgers can't take those hits coming back from injury. Let him chill. Do you know what kind of hope New York will have with a healthy Aaron Rodgers knowing that he could have played at the end of the season. So he go be there for OTAs. He go be there for training camp. Like, they need that hope. They need everything they can have going into next year. Like, do not get Aaron Rodgers hit. Go throw up that offensive line in the offseason and then have him come back ready to play ball, ready to play fresh slate, everything. New York will be on fire. Because how do you feel if he gets hurt? What if he comes back early and he gets hurt on another freak play this year? That's life. That's football. And I and I just like, bro, you know you you that's the name of the game as an as a as a baller. It's like it's like how do you play in compensation? How how do you still play at a high level when you're hurt, right? Peyton Manning did it too. So you're you're right. Nobody was sacking Peyton Manning or even Eli. What they did, they and y'all, y'all, woo, you can jump in too, y'all Giants fans. What they what them boys did in the pocket. Anybody get close, they fail. Yep. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is gonna do that, B? Come on, we've seen this before. We've seen this before. I don't know. I don't think uh, – yeah, but Aaron Rodgers has a little bit more – he's used to being able to, like, get out of the pocket and be a little bit more mobile. He don't have to. So he's going to have to change it. Yeah, but his mind is going to say, oh, let me try to scramble. No. <laughs> let me try to get no. out of here. I'm Aaron, I'm, I'm Aaron Rodgers. And then you get out there and boom, get your ass popped. 
right. So Roger says he wants to start practicing in two weeks. Let's go around the horn real quick. Um, we're going to start with Wu, super producer. And then we'll go to BC. Then we'll go to Brandon Flowers. Then I'll answer the last one. Then we'll move on to Michael Parsons. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers wants to start practicing in two weeks. Is this going to end badly for Rodgers? Yes or no? Woo. I'm going to say yes. And the reason I'm going to say yes is the whole time you guys have been speaking, I've been thinking to myself, when I wake up in the morning at my tender age, how much pain I'm in. And now I'm thinking about being in football for almost 20 years, having an Achilles torn, and then still having that age play that role. I just don't believe that he can come back and be as efficient right now. I'm with B-Flow on the side that they need to get that O-line together, make sure that he's protected, try to get him in there for at least two years, and see what you could do because that's really all he has left. Mm. Okay. Yeah. BC? Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's uh, beneficial. Is it going to end badly? <sighs> If he comes back too soon, yes, it will end back. He's coming back. What is too soon? It's just answer soon is, no, he's BC. coming back. <laughs> then the answer is emphatically yes, it ends badly. Okay. <laughs> Hello? This will 100% end badly. Like, I, I know we just, we love the underdog story. We want to root for Rodgers. Like, everybody loved the underdog story. That's why we rooting for him. Like, let's do it. But no, like, everything is lined up against him. Like, if he comes back and try to come back and suit up and play in that game, yeah, it's going to end very bad. Oh, my goodness. Y'all are haters. This is it, – it, it can't end badly. It can't. It's going to end the it way it's can. supposed to end. Listen, I I wish this three-game losing streak uh, was brutal. Um, they may not make the playoffs. And, you know, I wanted – I wanted – I wanted – I, I wanted to see that story. Aaron Rodgers comes back. He beats um, – you know his 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 di his prognosis. If I'm saying that correctly, the timetable there, uh, he gets them into the playoffs, and whatever happens happens. I think that would have been a successful uh, uh, season, successful story. Um, but Aaron Rodgers coming back will be a huge success. Um, I think he's he's going to be able to protect himself. He wouldn't come back if he wouldn't. It'll be like the Eli Manning, the Peyton Manning type vibe in the pocket where they get close he's going to drop I don't think he's going to take off and try to run I think he's just going to be the ultimate manager hell he might be even more efficient because he knows that he, he can't do those things I remember returning from a hip surgery and I was eight weeks out it was my first time going out there to run routes and I knew I couldn't be explosive and do what I used to do just being a freak athlete and it was crazy because my routes was the crispiest they've ever been because I had to be very, very, very intentional in, in every single movement. So it's like mastery at its highest level. And that could potentially happen. Um, and if he gets hurt, that's football. That's what happens. Like I'm not even talking about his Achilles. I think his Achilles will be fine. But let's say he get he, you know, it's his calf or something like that. It's football and he has six, seven months to be able to get himself back in position. So I think this ends perfect for the Jets. Uh let's move on. Uh, Micah, Micah Parsons, top five Thanksgiving sides, side dishes, all right? And this is going to be a quick one. You know, they play tomorrow, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and one of the most popular debates regarding Turkey Day is what are the best side dishes? So the Cowboy star Micah Parsons had his top five. 
Listen to this and let's discuss after. Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh, this is one of my favorite holidays. If I had to give my top five favorite sides, five would probably be my stuffing. You got to put stuffing slash gravy. Yes, there we go. I'm all about the combination. I love my food touch. Number four, I like turkey with the yam juice, right? Number three for me, ooh, the cream corn. When you have a delicious cream corn, oh, man, oh, man. Number two, collard greens and hot sauce. If you don't got collard greens in your plate, like true ghetto out the south, uptown vibe collard greens with red hot, oh, I, I can't even come to your Thanksgiving. Like, come on. Number one, this is what gets the huh, huh, mac and cheese with the yams. And you got to put it together for the combination. If your mac and yams aren't together, I question you. This is what a real plate looks like. I'm going to be like 260 next week. Argue with your mama. That's the top five. B-Flow, what do you think about his list? Do you agree? It was it was pretty solid. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't go against it too much. I'm just not a turkey guy. Like, if you had to ask me, I don't know if that's considered a side dish, but if you had to ask me if the most overrated dish, like, in Thanksgiving history is turkey because it's dry. Dry as hell. Facts. Facts. Like, why we keep making it about turkey? Like, if you're not frying it, then it's about a turkey leg, like, I'm cool off it. The turkey is the main part of the, it's the whole presentation. Thing. It's the, yeah, it's the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> turkey. Even though nobody eats it. y'all eat a turkey or y'all just look at it? No, I just look at it. Just look at it. It's just good for the setting. I might have, like, one piece, B-Flow. That's a waste of an animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about kill tradition. Kill it and just beat. B, but you from the South, B. Like I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with B on this one. You know, I can do without the turkey, and I mean, I stopped eating meat in 2018. But before I did, like, obviously, traditions, the turkey, the turkey, man, that turkey dry as hell, man. <laughs> Come so on, man. man, let's be honest, man. Come really, facts. You know what I'm saying? All right, but what but did from we switch a, it with though, I, put, so, anything. Cornish hen. And I, I don't. I see. I'm not. Ham, I like to break chicken. rules. I like to break rules. So, so uh, B, I'm with you there, but you're from the South. Have you ever tried fried turkey? Because before I landed the plane on the meat, I started frying turkey, and the fried turkey is actually it's actually good. What? what, uh, what, what, what you landed the plane on the what? What did I say? Did what? You landed the plane on the what? On the meat. Nah, but you hit on it. I'm from the South, so fried anything I'm eating. Fried turkey, fried pickles, fried anything. Like, as long as it's fried, I can do it. But, yeah, just not the regular turkey. I, I can't mess with it. Have you landed the plane on the meat yet, B, or are you still eating the meat? I'm going to leave that to you. Hey, yo. <laughs> yo. I'm not even getting Flag on the plate. Yeah, I'm not even getting into that. I'm going to let you go ahead. And we all pescatarians. We all pescatarians. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all want me to say, bro? That's a real penalty. question. Like, how would y'all pose the question then? Stop eating and you poultry stop and beef. <laughs> God damn. Stop eating bro, chicken. You still eat meat? Man, y'all wild. Y'all wild. Y'all wild. BC. Yo. What you think about Micah's uh his um, list? I think his list was cool except for the cream corn. I'm not with I don't I don't like that shit. I don't eat that. So yeah, the cream corn and the you know, the turkey I would substitute it out for like a a chicken or, or or yeah Cornish hens or something like that, but the cream corn I could definitely do without. I would have probably substituted that with a real good mean potato salad or something. But yeah, 
everything else though the candy yams with the mac and cheese and yeah 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 and right. all that woo I'm gonna go ahead and straight off the top say his number five was wrong. Stuffing is number one. Mm. Um, I go stuffing. I don't. And being that I'm Caribbean, I, I mean, some some of the dishes don't always like cross over. I also don't eat cheese, so like for me, it's stuffing. It's um, like mashed mashed potatoes and gravy, and I always kind of like have to have curry chicken on Thanksgiving. So that's my go-to's. Okay. Curry chicken sound good. Boy, <laughs> boneless curry chicken. I, I'm 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 a bit of a disruptor. I don't know how you guys feel about this. Like everything, you know, it's like what what what's the purpose of Thanksgiving? You know, let's let's peel back the layers and the why behind it. Christmas, all of that, you know, and then holidays. I don't really, I I, I participate in a lot of them, but like it's not coming from, you know, a place that. It, that majority of the people are leaning into it's like for me it's like yo a lot of this stuff is man-made um you know it's a business behind it you know like especially like valentine's day etc yeah. etc so for me like i try to create my own tradition and within these traditions right so like thanksgiving i love thanksgiving i love coming together it's actually one of my favorite uh uh, uh days to spend with the family because you're just sitting at the table breaking bread but like the turkeys and all of that, like I'm looking at like, yo, we going to add sushi to our Thanksgiving tradition. You feel me? So is there anything for you? Is there anything you guys have done, you know, differently outside tradition? Or you guys are just like Micah Parsons, turkey, you know, yams, greens. Nah, I've had a nice, I've substituted it with a nice fried fish, big fried snapper. Bro, that's what I got. That's what I got. Chef is bringing that over to me tomorrow. Yeah, that's the that. Now that's hitting that over everything. Like, yes, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm doing a fried snapper over the turkey. Yeah, bro. That's woo. That's the one. I can't lie. That fried snapper sound nice, but um, <laughs> and in my, all my history, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I don't think I've ever not been to a really traditional Thanksgiving. It's just kind of always been the turkey on the table, tons of family around, a lot of. Hey man, we should do this more often when we really ain't going to do it more often. So like, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the, the the traditional Thanksgiving for me, at least. Right. B B, I know B does some different stuff. B, is there anything different that you you do Thanksgiving? Like it's like ah, we gonna we gonna juice. Gonna <laughs> Everybody bring a juice. <laughs> meditate <laughs> and drink juice. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I come like I got a big fam, man. So it's like a big mama's house, soul food type vibe. So like all the aunties cooking, bringing their dishes. So we'll have ribs, chicken, turkey, oh, wow. ham. Like we'll have all types of meat, all types of pies, all types of everything with like maybe literally 35, 40 people in the crib, like just all chilling, vibing, eating all our favorite dishes. So that's the, dope. that's the best. Uh, one of the, one of my, one of the traditions that I stick to and I absolutely love is one of my favorite days of the fo of football season is actually the games on um, Thanksgiving. You know, I love sitting there, you know, the three hour blocks, whatever, the three blocks, just watching the games. Um, so tomorrow I'm super excited about the games, right? You know, sometimes I'll fall in and out of uh, of, of sleep, but I'm 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 tuned in. I'm trying to tune in. Uh, tomorrow there's going to be three games. Three of the NFC's best teams will be featured on Thanksgiving tomorrow. The Lions start the day against the Packers. The Cowboys host the Commanders, and the Niners face the Seahawks. They are all chasing the Eagles in the NFC. Don't know if they're going to be able to catch them. You know, the Eagles just beat. The, the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs. 
So how do you guys rank Detroit, Dallas, and San Francisco? And I'm going to start with B-Flow. So how do you rank Detroit, Dallas, and San Francisco? When you say rank, do you mean the who's the best out of those three teams? That's right. right. So we got the Eagles. I'm I'm assuming that 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 you you have the Eagles number one in the NFC, and so who Eagles follows? Yeah, I go Lions number two, I go Niners number three, Cowboys number four. Hold on, say that. So you have you said the Lions number two? Yes, I love the Lions. I think they go be in the NFC Championship. Like, the Lions got an identity. They run the ball. Jared Goff, I know he turned the ball over recently, but he's going to play well in the playoffs. He's been to the Super Bowl before. Like, he's been in that big game. Like, the Lions going to make some noise. Like, they have an identity. They play it with, for a tough coach. Like, they going to make noise. Watch what I tell you. Wow. Okay. Any pushback there, BC or Wu? <clears throat> All right. I have pushback, but I'll also give my list at the same time. I think everything comes in due time, right? This is the first year after the tail end of last year with Detroit finishing off strong. So I feel like this isn't their year. And I also don't want to just bandwagon right away. We just saw what San Francisco went through, the, the, the losing streak. We saw that they got their players back. So what my order is going to be is San Francisco. Um, then it's going to be Detroit. And then it's going to be Dallas because I'm a Dallas hater. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Obviously, number one, the Niners, then the Lions, and then the Cowboys, actually. I'm putting the Cowboys at the tail end of that yeah. as well. Yeah, this is the beautiful thing about football. It's tough, man. Like, you know, like, woo, what you just said, Niners, right? They go on a little skid, but then they get back on track, and it's convincing, right? It's like, oh, the Niners are back. Uh, Brock Purdy comes back, and he has a perfect game. <laughs> like, just – a week ago, two weeks ago, everybody, like we're talking about experts, Hall of Famers saying he never was this. He sucks, right? And then he goes out there and he plays the way he did. It's just unbelievable. And I agree with with, with Flo. Like Detroit, <laughs> they keep showing up. And they keep showing up, they keep, they keep showing they up bro. They are. Yeah, I, I, they have an identity. And we left. We ain't left. We, 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 we. We had fun with it. We ain't, we ain't laugh at him like he was like, no, maybe some did. Remember the coach, uh, uh, Campbell, Dan Campbell hired, we're going to bite their kneecaps. We're going to take their, <laughs> their legs off and all this. Bro, he created, the, he started the identity right there. Right in that moment, that press conference, bro, like he created that identity. He, to, he turned that franchise around in that pre press conference because he's like, yo, we're going to be a tough team. You know, we're going to persevere. Shit gets hard. Don't matter. Life's hard. We're going to fight. They're an emotional team. Like, there's there's times where they win, they lose, and he's crying. You know what I'm saying? So, it's really impressive to see what the Detroit Lions are, are, have done and what they're doing. But if I had to rank uh, my, my NFC teams, I got the Eagles first, uh, like we all do, obviously. <sighs> ah, jeez. I'll go with the Dallas Cowboys at two, San Francisco 49ers at three, and um, Detroit Lions at four. That's the where. Lions at four? Wow. Yeah, Eagles, Eagles, Cowboys, mm. uh, 49ers, then Lions. Yeah, bro. I, I mean, I, I, I think I, – because I, I think the Dallas Cowboys have a, have a, have a chance of – and it's just like they're going to have their best – they're going to have to play their best ball against the San Francisco 49ers or the Eagles, whoever they match up against, right? But I think the Dallas Cowboys are, are capable 
of knocking off anybody in the league. And, and, and we just don't know. I think the Cowboys can, can see them find themselves in, finally in the Super Bowl. Mm. I really do, bro. I really ah, do. Man, you know mm. what Stephen A. That, always that, that's, say. That's a lot asking for the Cowboys, the monkey on their back, and Dak to show up, and McCarthy to show up. Like yeah. every playoff game. They're not going to have to buy. So that's asking for a lot for Dallas for everything to go but, right. But, but, B, you don't think – you said it. I think you said it when uh, the Cowboys played the Eagles, and you were just you were talking about that. Like that gives you juice when you know you're the underdog. I, I think I don't want to put words in your mouth, but basically what you're saying is them being in that position could give them the juice to knock down the Eagles. Yeah, I was talking about that game, but you know when playoff time come, like I don't people, know. I never played in the get, playoffs. <laughs> like well, people get tight, play callers get tight, quarterback like players get tight. It's a whole different ball game. And people expect the Cowboys to win. That's why they get tight. The Lions, nobody expecting the Lions to win. So the Lions are going to play the ball, same ball they've been playing all year. Mm. They they had one bad loss against Baltimore, and the other losses against Seattle in overtime when they when Seattle was playing great. Right. So they played great home, away. I mean, the 49ers, they lost three road games in a row. Like, right. I don't even know if I trust them to go on the road. So, ah. Uh, that's why I had the Lions at my number two because they consistent. They go play what they go do what they do at the end of the day. Bro, you just said something. I you know that that's saying a lot. Detroit Lions going out there and and that coach just he he's 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 not going. He's going to keep that team loose. We'll see, man. Um, it, we're here now. I've, I've always said post Thanksgiving is when the NFL season really starts. Playoff football is here. Let's see who emerges. But before we can even talk more about that. Um, who is most likely to lose on Thanksgiving, Lions, Cowboys, or Niners? And again, uh, the Lions start the day against the Packers, the Cowboys host the Commanders, and the Niners face the Seahawks. So who is more likely to lose, Wu, on Thanksgiving, Lions, Cowboys, or Niners? <laughs> uh, sorry, no, I'm looking at these matchups because I'm, I'm thinking. That's a parlay. That's a three-game parlay right here. Uh, man, I'm going to sound so contradictory. <laughs> <laughs> um, just based off of my knowledge of these teams, I'm probably going to go San Francisco again, <laughs> Dallas, and then Detroit. I think Detroit's just going to whoop uh, Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time when the Lions. I used to always be like, "Why are the Lions playing on Thanksgiving?" Now they're actually like real good playing on Thanksgiving, so it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a good game. I think the Lions pull that one out. Um, who's gonna lose? Yeah, between the same team. It's uh, a good question. B. For some I, reason, I think Seattle may just be tough know. enough for the Niners. Between D Detroit? No, all of them. Oh, between all of them? Yeah, between all of them. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll over can there. Can I go again? No, you, yeah, you can come back. Well, you can come back. Okay, okay. Look at the list again. All right, BC, so you got who? I got the Lions pulling it out. I think if any of those three teams lose tomorrow, it'll be the Niners and, you know, I you have the, you, hold on, hold on. The Cowboys host the Commander Niners. Okay, yes, I, I see that because they're, they're, they're not, the Seahawks, yeah. Niners. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, uh, Flo, you got, you, got, you got an answer here? Yeah, I'm going with the Niners losing um, because Jordan Love don't play well on the road. So the Lions, go, they go cruise past Green Bay. Um, Dallas, they, they found their mojo, and they playing against a division rival in the Commanders. Where they, That's bad blood. So the Cowboys will come to play. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the 49ers have three, their last three uh, trips on the road been else. The Seahawks going there to play is going to be tough. And it's a division game. Mm. So if it's anybody that's going to lose on Thanksgiving out of those three juggernauts, it's, it's going to be 49ers. Okay. Well, listen, for me, the Packers beat the Lions. Jordan Love going to Detroit. He only have one did, road win this year. Didn't they just win? And didn't the Lions just struggle? It doesn't matter. Yeah, Let me look at this. Thanksgiving yeah, exactly. Day. Thanksgiving game. The Lions, the Lions clawed their way back to win a tough game. Like they, they show resiliency in that. To that the Bears, bro. That we talk about the, the whole pedigree we said Philadelphia have. The Lions have that. The way they went back and won that game. They won in Kansas City this year too, so they got some toughness. I can't see Jordan Love going in on Thanksgiving Day and winning in Detroit. So, so the Lions uh, barely beat the Bears. A win's a win. Where but was it, where was that? It was. It was. Uh, it was at home. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, in but the they pe- was killing the Bears and they let them back in the game. But if you want to go by the score, the Bears okay, were up. No, the Bears were no, up. No, no, the Bears were up. The, Bear, the Bears were up, and the Lions clawed back. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. And then you have the Green Bay Packers. They beat the Chargers. Your, well, that's not I was about to say your Chargers. That's not your team. You like uh, the Jags. Chargers have six losses like the Jets, too. So. I know. I know. I, I, I Yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm going to go with. Um, <clears throat> I think the Packers um, – I think the Packers get it done. And like you said, it's an in-division game, rivalry game. Anything can happen, but if I had to pick one, I'm gonna go there. Um, the Cowboys, it's in division as well, but the Cowboys, like you said, they they found their mojo. Uh, the 49ers playing against Seattle, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle finds a way to win. But San Francisco, man, they're they're like that. They're back on track. This this team, you know, this team got it. The, my concern with this team is, you know, we expect them to win. It's almost what you said, B. When we get in the playoffs, are y'all gonna play tight? Shanahan, are you gonna call it tight? You know what I'm saying? But they're like that. All right, here we go. We're gonna move on, guys. This is Brandon Marshall. We got Brandon Flowers. We got BC in the booth. We got Andrew Who, Andrew Wu, uh, our super producers holding it down for us. This is the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, Sirius XM Faction Talk Channel 103. We appreciate all you guys rocking with us and listening to us and all of our madness uh we have some more madness coming up we have the i am iconic tour what is the i am iconic tour it's myself and cam newton iconic saga his production company and house three production our production company our show i am athlete his show funky friday coming together having these conversations creating experience in front of a live audience we did it last year woo it was woo you tell them, because I'm tell- I, I, I've been telling people all week about it. 1129 in Chicago City Winery. Get your tickets. It's going to be great. That's a Wednesday. Come on out. Come fly. It's going to be fun. Woo, can you explain, like, because we created in real time. Like, literally, uh, <laughs> BC, you'll appreciate this. Our first show was in New York uh, last year. We did a couple cities, sold out all of them. Literally, walking out on stage. We're still formatting and creating a show. I'm like, uh, DJ Clue, you do this. You know, Pac-Man, you say that. 
Shady McCoy, you do that. Like, we was just making up shit. And then we walked away from that show. It was legendary. It was fun. It was a packed house. And we was like, oh, this is the format. So for me, it was one of the greatest moments. And it was a great experience. One of the best things that, you know, one of my favorite things to do and, and that, out of all the things that we do. But what was your experience? What can you tell the people? I honestly wish I was there for all of them, but I was brought in right around Philly. Yep. And I mean, it was amazing, man. Like, it was so much beautiful people in the room. It was so much energy in the room. Uh, B, you had family in the room. So, like, just from the, and I also had the privilege of being able to go from, you know, the green room to the floor, talking with the people. Uh, it was just a vibe, and, and the food was great. Everything about the situation, I think, is is just like, just great, right? And then on top of that, we had guests like Cam Newton come out. Um, we had performances. We had comedy. Just a little bit of everything, man. And it, it really just felt like we were trying to create a community and an environment for people to just enjoy themselves in a safe place um, and just get out for the night, you know? That's right. That was good. We had a good time, bro. Um, I can't wait for Chicago again. 1129, I Am Iconic Live Tour. If you're in Chicago, maybe you're in Appleton, Wisconsin. Maybe a two-hour drive. Drive on down. Come check us out. City Winery, Chicago, 1129. Let's go. Moving on, guys. Back to some football. B, I love what you said. You said, man, what was this, a week ago, two weeks ago? There's a lot of talk. If Bill Belichick don't win in Germany against the Indianapolis Colts, he might be fired. Well, they took the big old Boeing over to Germany. They stayed over there for a couple of days. They took the field, and they lost. And Mac Jones played bad. <laughs> but he didn't get fired, bro. He's still here. He's still kicking. Uh, Bill Belichick won't say, Brandon, uh, who, who the Pats QB1 is. The Patriots returned from their bye. They needed that bye week. This week in New York against uh, – they're playing in New York against the Giants, but everyone is wondering who will be the New England starting quarterback. Bill Belichick was asked about it, and his answer was everything you would expect. Let's take a listen to that. Bill, has a decision been made on the starting quarterback this weekend? Well, I've told all the players the same thing. Be ready to go. So, hopefully they will be. Have you made a decision on the starting quarterback? Regardless you know, what you I've told everybody to be ready to go. Yeah, but there's a difference. <clears throat> what you tell them and whether or not you made a decision. Let you know on Sunday. That's B, how bad is the Patriots quarterback situation right now, bro? No, nah, it's terrible. I think this Sunday will give us some kind of idea of what Belichick's thinking for the future, right? Um, if he just sit Mac Jones, uh, first off, I'm going to go ahead. Knowing Bill Belichick, he might go with Will Greer. Like the third string guy out of the blue and just be like, hey, we're going to throw it five times this game with Will Greer and we're going to try to win. Like, you don't know what Bill Belichick, but if he doesn't start Mac Jones, that lets everybody in New England know they're starting to move away from him. Um, mm. And he's just getting his team acclimated, the fans acclimated. He's trying to throw hints to Jimmy G, like I mentioned before, like Jimmy G, it's your team, you know, because I still don't think he's going to have enough savvy to draft a quarterback high in the first round this year but I, I i don't know i think he's just gotta go with mac and just play the nah, rest of the season now because at the end of the day it's just i don't know they got a mess because you know mac's not the guy going forward so you want to put in zappy but do you want to put in zappy 
I mean, you would love to see if Matt can just develop some kind of chemistry or anything to the latter part of the season to see if he can get something going. But what he's been showing so far, I almost want to give up on Matt. You know what's you know what's you know what's crazy is <clears throat> we just talked about uh Cam Newton in the tour. And um, you know, so Cam and I have been spending a lot of time, right, talking, catching up. And uh we I don't know how we stumbled across this conversation, but he was like, yo, I was, you know, he was the guy in New England and he said he was at a a like draft party where he's at the draft party and then the Patriots move up and select Mac Jones as their as you know as their number one overall pick, right? Number one uh, draft pick, and he was shocked and kind of embarrassed. Like, damn, like I, you know, I wasn't expecting that. This is I'm at the draft party. He said when Mac Jones came in, he was like, he's actually a good quarterback. So I was shocked. Cam was like, no, the dude can play. The dude is smart. The dude has it. And so it's, it sucks because I feel like when the infrastructure ain't right, everything breaks, and then you get to a point like this where everybody need a, might need to have a fresh start, even Bill Belichick, right? Because Mac Jones, B, remember, we've been talking about this. Mac Jones, he comes in. He has a terrible offense. Right, they. I don't think at that time they went. Maybe that was the same off season where they went and they went and got two tight ends. They went and got a receiver. You know, they got they upgraded uh, one or two spots on the O line. They tried to figure it out, right? But they weren't able to bring it all together. But the worst of the worst was who was calling the plays, right? And that was Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge was in New England as the special teams coordinator. <laughs> The Giants, y'all Giants wonder why. <laughs> y'all wonder why y'all suck. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah. Yo, so y'all owners, the Mara family, the Tish family, go and hire Aaron Judge. Not is it Aaron Judge? What is his name? Something Judge. Joe Judge. No. Is it you talking about uh the coordinator? He was the coordinator of, of the of New England, and then he went. And he became the head coach of the Giants. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it Aaron yeah. Jones? Is it Aaron Jones or Joe Judge? Joe Judge. Joe Judge. So they get Joe Judge, right? Nobody was. Nobody was. Nobody. No. Nobody knew who Joe Judge was. Maybe one or two people. Okay, in New England, y'all hire him. He implodes within two years. He's done. Matt Patricia, Mister Pencil Man, Mister Science Mad Scientist, had the pencil in his ear. He's a defensive coordinator in New England. He then gets the head coaching job in Detroit. Fun fact, one of my my last year, I go work out for Detroit. Matt Patricia's the head coach. I walk in the building, all the players like, Bree, don't come here. <laughs> Yo, everybody's like, Damn. don't come here. It is terrible. Everybody hated him. Damn. Right? But look, that's that 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 happens, you know. Like, I'm not gonna judge a man. That happens when you're trying to change the culture and you're coming in, you new regime, like you get some pushback. But the problem, and why I'm saying all that, because Bill Belichick, who I think is the greatest coach of all time in football and, and certainly top five in all of sports globally, he makes the dumbest decision ever. He goes out there and he brings in Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, a defensive guy, as the offense, Coke offensive coordinators. Like, what are we thinking? What are we doing? So now we're sitting here and we're like, who's the starting quarterback? And then, B, you talk about Mac Jones. It's like, man, this kid's mental is probably just – he needs a fresh start. His mental is probably shot, done. 
He's like, yo, I, I don't even know how to process any of this stuff. He's just trying to survive. So You know what he probably thinking, though? You know, as an athlete, you don't care sometimes how you get to the Pro Bowl. He like, yo, as a rookie, I made a Pro Bowl with Josh McDaniels. Mm. So, like, if I could have been in his system and I could have grew for three years, four years, like, I could have made a little something shake, but you didn't give me a fair shake. Like, look what you gave me, right? Mm. So he could be looking at it as a player, and that's, you know, in that eye. Listen. I think they stick with Mac. I think they should stick with Mac. The, the season's already shot. It's shot. Just go ahead and just ride it out, see what you got. Maybe he turns it around, he figures something out. You know, you guys get, you know, a win or two, but there's it's already past the half the season. What are you doing? It's right. not like, you know, a change at the quarterback is going to get them in the playoff hunt or anything like that. So I think you just ride it out and then Kraft got a clean house when it comes summertime, figure it out, everybody go. Mm. I'm honestly say I agree. I'm looking at stats. And it looks like Mac Jones could be that guy. Like his first year, I think B-Flo just brought it up, pro bowler. He had uh, five rookie votes. He had over three, almost 4,000 yards passing, 22 TDs, 13 INTs. Like it's not, and he went 10 and seven. So it's not like he's a horrible quarterback. Right. It's a matter of probably, you guys know more about this, but probably coaching. It could be getting him in a position where he feels like he could be confident. It's like little things like that. It's not like, I, I mean, you look at the stats and the guy's not horrible. That's all I'm trying to say. Right. Here, here's the deal. I mean, we probably, and, and maybe it's my fault, we probably spent way too much time on this. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. It's like, it, it's, come on, it's over. We need to be thinking about next year, mm-hmm. right? And so, Mac Jones, we, I, I think it's time for them to move on from Mac Jones. Hell, they may be moving on from Bill Belichick. Let's see who, are, who else we have. That's why I love what B said, was like, I can see him going with the third quarterback. Like, we have we seen him? Let's see what what he can do you know, through a couple of games, right? And, and you're not looking at him as, oh, he could potentially be the, the starting quarterback. You're looking at him as he could potentially be the backup next year, right? That's what you're looking at. So um, before we move on to yo, rookie, I want to give a little update here on where we're at. Um, should Robert Kraft be, I'm just, I just go to you, the Giants and the Pats are, are, are two of the, the, the worst teams in the league right now. So if Belichick loses in New York on Sunday – should Robert Kraft consider letting him go? Nah, you can't let him go. Like, like I said, when they played abroad, like Matt, they had such terrible quarterback play. I think you gotta, you gotta give Belichick at least one more year to bring in whatever quarterback you want to bring in. Whether he want to draft a guy, or bring in a vet like a Kirk Cousins, or you know, like I mentioned before, Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels over together. Like, you got to give him one more year because obviously the Mac Jones experiment didn't work. So now, like, yo, you gave us 20 years, Bill, of great football. You messed up on this quarterback. I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to give you one more year, possibly two, and then we'll go from there. Mm, I like it. You know, we got to change. We got we to gotta shift gears here. We got to go to yo, rookie. Uh, and this is the Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week. You know who hasn't been – on uh hasn't been nominated at all like any team that hasn't had a player nominated at all we don't have to throw it up anything bc we're good um it's the patriots the patriots are so bad they haven't had one rookie (laughs) as a nominee i don't know maybe fact check me here woo but i haven't seen any patriot player on this list 
but it's okay. There's still time. Um, this is your rookie, Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week. It's time for this, and it's presented by Pepsi Zero. Here are the six nominees for Week 11. Reminder to vote now at NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. Again, vote now at NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. The six nominees. Woo. New York. Can you can you guess who who from the New York Giants? The Giants had someone on the list. Patriots haven't. Can you, can I you? haven't even looked at the list. I'm hopeful it's Jalen Hyatt. No. Nope. nope. It's the quarterback. It's the quarterback? Yeah. Okay, okay. Tommy from the basement. Do you do do you know his story, Woo? You say you're a Giants fan. Do you know his story? All right. It's been a rough year for us. And um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't hear about Tommy DeVito till about two weeks ago. Okay, but do you honest. know what's the biggest story surrounding Tommy DeVito right now? Um I've heard you and Ashley mention it, which is that he is Still at his parents' house because he believes it's a good way to save money, and I also believe it's because he hasn't gotten a good contract. Ding, yet. ding, 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 ding. Good job, man. You know your team. Good job, good okay, job. Okay. Tommy DeVito threw for 246 yards and three touchdowns in the Giants' win. Big win for them to get back on track. I know everybody in the building is feeling, like, so relaxed. Brandon, you know this, bro. When you're losing, bro, is that not the worst environment to be in? It's like you, you lose. You don't want to go to meetings. You don't want to even rehab your body. Like, I ain't getting a cold tub. I don't want to be him going home. He going home. Like, people that love me. <laughs> you know what I would, you know, Sad. you know what I used to do, B, uh, during this, during this time, maybe like a week or two later, like maybe it was like week 12, week 13. But when I knew we were out of it, bro, all of that, just eating baked chicken, <laughs> broccoli, and a sweet potato, no seasoning, nothing. All that was out the window. I'm eating pancakes. <laughs> bro, I'm eating chicken wings now. Order the pizza, bro. I went from 230 to 238, 6% body fat to 10%. Bro, what am I sitting here starving myself for? No, I feel you. I low-key start packing my crib <laughs> up. I'm like, I ain't got to rush after the season. I'm going to slowly but surely start putting right. stuff together. Like, we done. We bro, done you for Woo woo! I was gonna ask you guys around what week of the season does this start happening? Oh, bro, like when you out of it, it could be you out of it. <laughs> like, what are we actually showing up for if we ain't playing in the playoffs? So, so like, if you two and eight, like my team is, is, is that like week six, week seven? Well, well, no, you still, you know, no, like, well, two and two and eight. Oh yeah, two and eight, you out of it, you done. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, you, like usually December is when you know with B Sam packing up the crib, doing all of that. For me, it was. Yo, go ahead and ship the whips down to Florida. You know what I'm saying? The transportation is already in in, in route. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm calling my pool guy. Hey, pool guy. It, it, what, what, I just what's his name? Damn, Eric. Is his name Eric? I was just thinking about him the uh, the other day. Um, I think his name is Eric. Hey, Eric. I, the hot tub got to be working. Okay, make sure there ain't no problems in the pool. Because when you come home, bro, after being so stressed out, you just want your house to be operating, right? Like, you always, sometimes you come home to broken stuff. It's like, no, I don't want any of that. I want my house to be perfect. So the pool guy, landscaping guy, we have a team call. I'm coming home. I need everything right. In December, the only that's people that's, like, playing ball is the ones that, like, yo, I got a shot to go to the Pro Bowl. I got this or that where it's like, yo, I got a ball to get these votes. If you ain't got that going, which you probably don't if you're on a terrible team that season, <laughs> like, nah, it is a wrap.
Right, like right, right. We started. <laughs> An- another quarterback. So Tommy DeVito, great job because your team is not in the perfect position, but you came out and you balled, and you are now a nominee. Make sure y'all go out and vote if you're a New York fa- a New York fan. Get your guy uh, uh, a rookie of the week plaque or the belt, the championship belt. Tommy DeVito, two forty six. Woo, go vote for him. BC, go you got vote my for vote. Him. Another quarterback, you got C.J. Stroud again, 336 yards and two touchdowns in the Texans win. He overcame three picks, which makes it even more legendary. Most dudes, they drop their head. They, they, they go from hanging from the rafters when they're playing great, and then when they start playing bad, they drop their head, and they get the worst get worse. He didn't do that, and now he finds himself back on the board. Jameer Gibbs is another guy that continues to show up, had 95 yards from scrimmage and one rushing touchdown in the Lions win. Tank Dale. B, that you gotta go. You have to go YouTube this 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 route. He ran one of the most amazing routes I've ever seen. I don't know how uh, C.J. Stroud had so much time. I don't even know what it was. It was like a a triple move, a quadruple move. I've never seen it. It was beautiful. So Tank Dale's back there, back on the board. Caught eight passes for 149 yards and a touchdown in Week 11. Jaden Reed back up there again. Chicago guy. Now he's in Appleton, Wisconsin. He's balling these last couple weeks. What is this, two weeks in a row or something like that? Or two out of the last three? 92 yards from scrimmage and a rushing touchdown, and the Packers win. And Yaya, maybe, Wu, you can help me here. This is their rookies. We, we got to learn their names. Diaby. Diaby had four tackles and two sacks in week 11. Guys, here are our Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week nominees. Any thoughts, anybody? B, Flo, who's going to win it? Can it be uh, C.J. Stroud for a three-peat? I think this might be the first time all year where we had a three-peat. You think it's going to go to him? Is it Tommy DeVito? I think Tommy DeVito could be a, a beautiful story. Like, why wouldn't it be Tommy DeVito? He's living at home. It's a beautiful story. Can yeah, it be? you got to go Tommy DeVito. Like, Stroud is going to win the award already. Like, so let DeVito have his shine. Like, let him have his little highlight. Like, the Giants had nothing positive going on all season. Like, okay. he had a great game. Like, let him have his trophy. Let him enjoy the yeah, win. Yeah, like, that's right. Let, let, him, us, let, us get let them in New York just celebrate. So, I'm going with Tommy DeVito, man. Before you chime in, BC, I, saw, I, I heard you in there trying to chime in. Be honest, bro. You can take this full screen down. You know, I see it in the studio. Obviously, we want to see your Faction Talk Channel 103. This is Brandon Marshall, Brandon, Brandon Flowers, BC in the booth, Andrew Wu out west. I call him who? Be honest, BC. You're a Giants fan, right? Yes, sir. Have you ever voted? Did you vote this year once? No. Will you vote? Be honest. Will you vote for your guy? You know what? When's voting end? Today at what time? At 11 a.m. Ah. <laughs> nah, I ain't going to vote. Hey, what? See what I'm saying? <laughs> You're not a real fan. You're not a real fan, <laughs> You're not a real fan bro. Hey, man, let the real one stand up, man. I just literally put my Pepsi Rookie of the Week vote in for Tommy man, DeVito. Literally just did that. Yeah, he capping. There you go. There you go. See, I like it. That, you got to keep it real. There's some people listen to this like, oh, right, this is my guy. This is my team, but I'm not going to vote. Like, come on, man. It takes 10 seconds. Vote for your guy. Anyways, this is the Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL now Rookie of the Week. Uh, make sure you go out there and vote. It's NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. You have Andrew Wu. He is voting right now. I see him in studio. I see his screen. BC is not voting, and that's okay. You have people like that. 
We call those uh, fan weather. Is it fair weather? Excuse me. Fair weather fans. No. Fair hey, weather. Y'all been Giants way before Tommy DeVito even probably was born. Okay. <laughs> Voting closes Thursday at 11 a.m. The NFL will announce the week 11 winner at noon on Thursday. Don't forget to go vote. This has been Yo Rookie. And now we move on. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Here we go. Where are we going? Where y'all want to go? We can talk Lamar uh, Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. We can talk the Steelers. We can talk uh, Deion uh, Sanders. Where, where, where do you want to go, Wu? Where do you want to go right now? Let's go Deion. Let's go Deion. I haven't heard about him in a minute. You want to go Deion Sanders. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see where Deion Sanders is. So this is news of the day. Deion doesn't know location of Mount Rushmore. Deion Sanders fully admits his football skills do not translate to topics in geography. He was asked about the expectations for his four and seven Buffalo. Yo, we were so high on the Buffaloes. <laughs> we really was. We really Yo, was. what happened with, to the energy? <laughs> They're four and seven. And, and, and so he was asked about, you know, expectations around his team. And he had this to say. As you said, you didn't live up to your expectations. Yeah, yeah, my expectations are out of the darn park. You got to understand, man. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. What's the What's those little four heads that's in California? What do they call those? The people faces in, engraved. Rushmore, yeah, yeah, yeah. South South come South on, man. South Coast. I set up there. It's in where? South Coast. I thought it was in L.A. all this time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my geography. That's the Hollywood thing. I, that's what I thought. I'm sorry. Thank you for educating me. <laughs> Jesus, South Dakota. We're, we're that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who said wow? BC. All right, before, be, 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 hey, everybody be honest, for real. Come on, man. Like, I, I, that's one thing about life. I don't like people that be lying. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure this out. Like, how do I do life with people that be lying? So, please, nobody lie right now, starting with B-Flow. B-Flow. Did you know that Mount Rushmore was in L.A.? 
It's not in LA. Ah, I tried to trick you. I tried to trick you. Okay, okay. Where is it? At? Where, did you know? Did you know where it was? Yeah, I knew it, bro. That I learned that in the third grade. Like yeah. that's one of the that's like one of the things that you knew. Like that was the first thing we got taught in history. You don't feel? All right. Okay. Cool. So you knew. Okay. I tr I trust B. B's one of those guys. He's a monk. <laughs> BC, did you I know? Knew. You I knew. knew where it was at. That's one of those things you learned a long time ago. There's American monuments, all these little U.S. monuments, Yosemite and the Grand Canyon and Mount Rushmore and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Woo. Hell no, I ain't know where the hell <laughs> yeah. that was, man. Come on. I'm traveling back and forth between Jamaica and you expect me to know a whole nother country? Come on, So man. what did you think it was at, Woo? I ain't gonna lie. I, thought, I just took a wild guess in my head and said Vermont. I don't even know where that is. That is. That's, that's okay. I, I didn't even know I it was real. That. I didn't even I know it was real. I thought it was just make-believe. <laughs> okay, hold on, B. What? <laughs> so you only seen it in TV? Right. I've seen it in books. Like, He's like, oh, that don't really exist. Yeah, Where they that. put those heads at on the mountain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest, though. I really did not know where it was. No, I, I can where, see you saying Vermont because that's random, like Dakota, but nah, not L.A., not Cal. Yeah, definitely didn't think it was I mean, in L.A. Vermont though. is really <laughs> far away from the Dakotas, but okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all some geology experts out here. I got you. Geography. Right. Geography. Geography. Sorry. So 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 before <laughs> be, be, before before we move on, then uh uh Flo, who's on your NFL all time Mount Rushmore? NFL all time. I go Dion, go Lawrence Taylor, I go Tom Brady, and I'll go for me. Barry Sanders. Mm, that's a great one. That's Good job. Good job. That's a great Mount Rushmore. How many heads are on the Mount Rushmore? Is it four or five? Four, four bro. Come on, okay. bro. Hey, bro, <laughs> I'm just saying that was a long time ago. You want me to remember something? You said third grade they taught us this? <laughs> I mean, Google is your best friend. <laughs> bro, you know what my uh, football coach told me, my high school football coach? So we out there getting some extra work in one day, and we running the track. He got me doing some track drills. Uh, Darnell Harrison, Showtime. And we having a serious conversation. He and I on the track. He said, so uh, what are you going to major in when you get to school? I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to do engineering um, or maybe look at business. But I really don't know what either of those meant. Like, the only reason why I said engineering, because in elementary school, they had a program come out. It was like a SAC program or something like that. And I was like, oh, cool. You built and stuff. And, I, and that was like fun. And so that's what I said. And he looked at me and he said, boy, your major football, boy. <laughs> <laughs> B, it was the saddest but realest thing somebody have ever told me. He said, boy, your major football, boy. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, Mount Rushmore, y'all got any thoughts in, in the booth back there? Any y'all want y'all want to put y'all y'all want to put y'all heads together? Uh, pause. Hey, yo. hey, I know it's hey, yo. I, I said hey. pause. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first because I actually have a very similar list to um, B Flow, but I'm gonna replace Tom Brady with like a like like a Mike Vick or mm. or like an Eli Manning, something like that. Wow, uh, Eli Manning. You Eli, said Eli Manning. Eli Manning. You gonna replace Tom Brady with Eli? Not, I'm a Giants fan. I'm not even doing that. <laughs> nah. It's my Mount Rushmore. So right. who'd you have again? Sorry, I just had a phone call. I had to let somebody. I think in my it was game. Deion Sanders. Okay. Barry Sanders. He had Tom Brady. I'm choosing like I'm gonna say Mike Vick because he was revolutionary. Okay. Then. Um, and then who's your fourth person? 
Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, because I had to throw someone from New York in there. Ooh, it's funny. <laughs> Yo, mine is about the same as B flows, except I'm gonna take out Barry Sanders and I'm gonna put uh, Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Okay, okay. Yeah. Walter Payton. Walter oh, Payton. Okay. I'll put Walter Payton in there. This is tough. I, I've never thought about this. I mean, it was – dang, Flo, you 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 was quick with yours. Um, Tom Brady, for sure. I think that's an easy one. On the defensive side, now let me go. So that's the best – I can't – it's a whole other conversation. He's the GOAT. Doesn't make him the – he's the GOAT. About to open up a whole other conversation there. Best defensive player ever. So he has to be on the Mount Rushmore, Aaron Donald. No, we we can debate after I'm done. Hold on one second, one second. We can debate after I'm done. Aaron Donald. Okay. So I got two more. Um, I love Barry. I lo- like Wu. How you said Mike Vick? Uh, he revolutionized the position, and he brought something different to the game. I love what what what, what B Flow uh, said when it came to when he added uh, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders was my inspiration. You know, I looked up to my dad. The only other man that I looked up to and wanted to be like was Barry Sanders. So I'm going to put him there. Like, the way he played the position was unbelievable. It's similar to sweetness. Like, Walter Payton was nice. He was a freak. But Barry Sanders, bro, like, oh, my goodness. It was like poetry, emotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Golly. So that's that's three for me. Um, and then the fourth person, jeez. Man. Do I go offense or do I go defense? Or do I go special teams? I mean, you got Devin Hester out there. You got Ray Lewis out there. You got Jerry Rice out there. What three you have so far? I got Tom Brady. I got Aaron Donald, Donald. the the, the greatest defensive player ever. And um, I got Barry Sanders. And, bro, like the most important position on, on the field is what? Quarterback. Wide receiver. We make the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to go wide receiver. I got to go wide receiver. So, you know, who I'm going to throw in there, bro, is I got to go with Jerry Rice. Like, come on. What is that, 19 years at that level? Crazy. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. Crazy work. Yeah. That's dope. I like that. Any any pushback there? I got some pushback. Aaron, okay. Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. LT. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. LT still the greatest. Bro, that's just bias, bro. Like, you know, no, like, you got to really turn on the film that. and watch the game, bro. Like, this dude, like, come on. He's like a, a linebacker slash safety plan. The three, defensive end. Like, I think we got to put it back. Like, how much credit are we giving to, like, people like Reggie White? I love Reggie White. Reggie White. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie White is in top three. Him, LT, Reggie White is, you know, like, Ian, you put Ray Lewis in there. Those are, like, the who, who's the best. And I think Aaron Donald. He 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 he's the best. One at one point, I thought JJ JJ uh, Watt was going to be that guy. Like JJ Watt, I saw JJ Watt like totally wipe out the whole offensive line, right, and be the greatest. But he didn't sustain that long enough. Mm-hmm. I thought JJ Watt was going to go down as the greatest defensive player ever, but Aaron Donald's been able to do that. Um, I don't know. I think maybe we're just a prisoner of the moment right now. I think we got to be able to look back, let some time go, so that we can kind of look back and assess what he did, what LT did. I still just think LT was the greatest lineman ever. Like, we're talking about revolutionizing positions. Like, 
what he was doing at that time was crazy. He was a problem. Like, was that a was crazy. Problem. Like, I, unseen. So that's how I feel about that. But And he was doing it, and he was doing it, like, what they say, he show up drunk sometimes. He, sl- <laughs> he ain't watch no film, no nothing. Yeah, I, yeah. exactly. Knew, where, knew all the where, all the holes to run there. Like, I don't know. It and was he, just a freaking freaking. And he literally put fear in the offense. Like Aaron Donald, he a good player. Like he can disrupt, but LT like literally put fear in them boys. Absolutely. And and I, I want everybody to go back and watch the uh, IAA podcast episode with him. There's one line that always stood out to me. He said that even if he couldn't get to the quarterback, he would just tap them on the ass just so they knew he was there. Is that a pause? Like, you want to pause me all day? Pause, but it came from him. I'm just repeating the line. But, like, it's just the level of fear that he tried to strike in people. It just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know. It's a debate, but Dion started this whole Mount Rushmore. And me and Wu were the only ones. Well, Wu didn't know where it was. I didn't know it was real. <laughs> Dion thought it was in L.A. <laughs> Brandon Flowers learned this in the third grade. I think BC capping. I definitely ain't capping. <laughs> <laughs> he took B flow answer. BC be knowing. News of the day: Are we going to Lamar Jackson, or you want to go to the Steelers' offense without Matt Canada? They finally fired the guy. Big move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm from Pittsburgh. It's a blue collar place. Put your head down and work, work, work. We understand the grind. We understand that things take time. We're okay with the uncomfortable, but they did it. This organization did it. They fired Matt Canada, and I think the coach said, you know, progress was taking too long. wasn't happening rapidly enough. You know, Coach T, he always going to find a way to say it, right? So where, where are we going? Will you want to go Lamar or you want to go to Pittsburgh? Where do you want to go? You want to go to Baltimore or you want to go to Pittsburgh? I'm going to let BC choose. Let's go to B more. Let's go to B more. Okay, Lamar says ankle is 100%. Lamar Jackson gave Ravens fans a scare when they saw him limping around on his left ankle last weekend. But Baltimore's franchise quarterback told reporters that his ankle is 100%. Brandon Flowers, we don't, sometimes we don't know where you at. You're, like, you're starting to straddle the fence. One, you know, for like two, three weeks, we were like, damn, y'all kind of from the same place. And you're on, a, you're on one side of the, of the spectrum where he's like, do you rock with him? Or you don't rock with him? And then you came back and like, no, but hold on. I just answered the question. I just answered y'all question. It, makes, it puts me over there, but I really rock with him. But then it's like you straddle the fence, right? So, so let's clean this up today. And then also let us know how concerned are you about the Lamar, uh, Lamar's ankle? All right, so here where I'm at with Lamar. Please. The Ravens low-key might win the Super Bowl this year. Ah, yes, B! <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Lamar was impressive, man. Um, he's, man, it, it's crazy in one week I can go from not putting him in my MVP category to I thinking they can win it all. But seeing Kansas City struggle – Seeing how fluid, but you know what? I take that back because losing Andrews is going to be key for him, right? Mm-hmm. He had Andrews since his rookie year. That was his. You talk about a safety, safety belt or a safety, whatever you want to call it, man. Andrews was that plus times ten for Lamar. So, although I feel the defense was playing well for Baltimore, they swarming. They they back to Baltimore playing defense. Lamar, he was like just distributing the ball all over the field. I want to see now 
how he's going to operate without Andrews in a lineup from the jump. Um, I still think they're a threat. I still think they should be a favorite to play in the AFC Championship. But nah, I, I like what he's doing. Now that he ain't got healthy, he they playing ball right now. I, I totally agree with you, B-Flow. I think his Mark Andrews is kind of his Travis Kelsey, right? Mm. So like, I but I want to push back because I also look at it from the perspective of we've seen for the first few years of Lamar's career, the runner. I think this is the first year we're seeing the passer. So we've seen what uh, Patrick Mahomes had to do when he lost Tyreek. Um, there's been a couple day, uh, games or a game where he would have, you know, spurts where he couldn't use Travis Kelsey. We got to see what kind of quarterback he is. So he still has Zay Flowers. He still has Odell. He still has options. Um, I just want to see him excel so that way we can start putting him in that GOAT conversation. That's right. So, so for me, I, I love, I love, right? Because the, the the question is how concerned. Well, first, Brandon Flowers had to clear up, you know, his stance on where he stand with Lamar Jackson, <laughs> and I feel the same way. First and foremost, bro, like, I I think I I like I'm I think this is I think this could be this their year. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if they end up in the Super Bowl. I think they're a complete team, and offensively, it's almost like what. Uh, where Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City, where they're at this year. It's like since Lamar ha- has had the football, the, the organization's football, it's like everything's been Lamar in that offense. That defense, they haven't been great. This is not the Baltimore Ravens defense be when we were in the league. It wasn't. They're back. They're, what, top five now. They're at five, yeah, maybe six. They're, so you know what I'm saying? So he's never had that. Right, he's had special teams. They they being efficient on special teams, but it's like Lamar go be go go be magical, right? So now they're they're one of the most complete teams in the NFL, and they do have an identity. This was a, a terrible drop to the Cleveland Browns this weekend, but I think they get back on track. All right, so we cleared that up. Now his 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 ankle. Am I concerned? I'm not concerned because B, you've been. This is one of the things that you've been saying all years, like. Where's that 50-yard gasher? Where's that spin move and then jump over this person and then stiff arm that dude and then sprint for 40 yards? Like, we haven't really seen that. But they've been winning in other areas. So for him to come out, he's not 100%. We know that. Every nobody. I don't know if anybody's 100% in the NFL. But for him to say that, that means he's confident enough to, to where he knows it's not going to impact his game in a negative way, which means they'll be okay. All right, so you know um, what they go, they gonna be even more a problem in the playoffs because he haven't been running, right? Mm. So when you face the Baltimore Ravens, you're always like, I need a spy, I need this guy, and now he killing you with his arm. And now when you turn on the film and you scouting the last four games, last six games, you don't see him running around. You implementing a whole different a defensive scheme, and then when you get to the playoffs, you like, oh man, like we we low key forgot that he can rush for almost 200 yards in the game right so yeah Baltimore man they go they go be a force when this playoff uh come around bro it's going to be interesting this post Thanksgiving turns up the heat this is when the NFL starts for me and if you've had, you ask any of these champions you sit down with any of the Patriots even you know B-Flow B-Flow's been able to do some cool things in postseason not me but this is when it heats up. It's when you have an opportunity. So, Brandon Marshall, Brandon Flowers, BC in the booth, Woo out west. 
Sirius XM Faction Talk Channel 103. Thank you for rocking with us. We still got a lot of time. Now we're going to go to Pittsburgh. Steelers offense without Matt Canada. The big news in Pittsburgh this week was the firing of OC Matt Canada. But team captain Cam Hayward isn't celebrating the change, saying Kenny Pickett and the offense need to take a hold of this with the Steelers in a heated AFC a payoff race. Let me say that again. <laughs> <laughs> that was all like, wow. hey, <laughs> take a hold of this with the Steelers in a heated AFC playoff race. How do you think Pickett will respond to the change? So the question that I have for you, Brandon Flowers, a guy that's been in these positions before. You've had the ups. You had the downs. You've hung from the rafters. You held your head down. Maybe not B-Flow. B-Flow never had his head down. He's just one of those guys. So, again, the question, how do you think Pickett will respond to the change? You know what? Like, before I answer that question, I'm trying to understand what Pittsburgh is doing here. Like, they have Eddie Faulkner as the offensive coordinator, but they had a quarterback coach as the play caller. Like, how how is that going to work? It's weird how they announced it. Like, is the quarterback coach going to be the one calling the plays, or because they say one getting the game plan together, but the other one are going to call the other one going to call the plays. Mm. So that that's like, first off, that's weird to me, right? Because one is a running back coach, one is a quarterback coach. Running back coach, what is he going to want to do? Run, Run the, the ball, ball the whole game. Quarterback coach, like, yo, I know my guy. I know it. I know what throws he like. I talk to him. We talk about Canada on our own in a meeting when everybody leaves. <laughs> right. like, yo, why he ain't doing this? If I was the coach, like if I was calling this place, yo, pick it. I got you. I know what you like. This is what I'm going to be giving you. So I just wonder who's going to have the free range to make these play calls at the end of the day. If it is a quarterback coach, I think you'll see the playbook open up a little bit. You know, um, the quarterback coach is always the quarterback's best friend for the most part, right? Because he's sitting back. He don't got no pressure. You know, he's cracking jokes. He's just talking to him, and he gets to know the quarterback inside out. Pickett, I don't even think he's going to have that much more pressure with his quarterback coach if he's calling the plays, you know? So I think it'll come out and play well. He don't got no pressure on him right now. They still in a – well, they actually in the playoffs in a wild card right now. I think he'll come out and play well. So, so listen, for me, I think this is a Mike Tomlin problem. Not even a Matt Canada problem. Like, I like that they let him go, but I think this is a Mike T uh, 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 problem, and, and I think it's going to continue. And the reason why I say that is because uh, organizations like the Pittsburgh Steelers, organizations like the Baltimore Ravens, um, organizations like the Seattle Seahawks, they have strong identities. And what they do is say, we're going to stay like this forever. Right. And there's predecessors that come along. Uh, Ozzie Newsom, he's no longer the general manager, but he trains that general manager up and say, this is the Baltimore Raven way. Harbaugh been there for a long time. But even when Harbaugh had to transition in, you had the Ray Lewis's of the world saying, this is the Raven way. And what do I mean by that? They play amazing defense and they run the ball. Okay. They play complimentary football. But you've been on teams that have amazing defenses, okay? They have a, a running game, and when the teams start passing, you start opening up a little bit more. The deep, the, the defensive players, defensive coach, like, what the hell are we doing? Why are y'all messing the game up? Y'all not supposed to be explosive. Y'all not doing that. No, we win it. 
This is what we do. So what you do in those organizations as those type of coaches, you get conservative. Your offense is conservative. You don't even know how to be explosive. So what does that look like? Hey, uh, Mike Tomlin hire, you know, he brings back uh, Matt Canada. Hey, Matt Canada. Look, run the ball on first, run, in, run the ball on second, then we throw the ball on third. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't taking risks. You ain't, you ain't taking chances on first down. You ain't doing that. Nobody on offense wants to be in that type of offense. Well, the playmakers don't. On first and second down, we just gonna run, run, run. Like, what is this? But you talked about their identity. That's what their identity used to be. It still they is, though. Be. Remember when Big Ben be when Big Ben was struggling towards the end. You you heard uh, uh, Coach Tomlin come out. So we gonna get back to Pittsburgh still way. What is that? That's a that's blitz zone three four blitz zone. They get create. They've been running the same defense, bro, for twenty years. This uh, Coach T came in and changed some things, but this is the same philosophy when Coach Kyra was there. It's the I'm, same I'm, thing. And I'm then on the offense side of the ball. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So like now you get back to the offensive side when Big Ben, because Big Ben, they had some Big Ben got them to a place where they were explosive. They ain't win a Super Bowl because of Big Ben. They were toting that thing. They had Jerome Bettis back there and the other boy back there. You know what I'm saying? But they got to a place where Big Ben start and, and Antonio Brown and the Killer Bees, they start really doing some stuff. But when he started to decline, Coach Thomas said, All right, it's time to get back to Stiller Ball. We got to get this run game back cracking. And so now with this young quarterback, you don't think Coach Tomlin, that's what he's thinking. Like, look, we got a great defense. Y'all don't mess it up. How can you, how can you, how can you be creative as a play caller with that type of philosophy? I, I just think that Coach Tomlin is going to have to be okay with the offense going out there, making some mistakes, turning the ball over. But no great defense wants to see that. It's, it, you just have to go about what kind of team you have. Right, you kind of won't pick it to be. See, my thing is this: you won't pick it up, open it up, and let it fly, or you want him just to be a great game manager. Run the football. That's why you drafted your running back in the first round, and play good defense, get field goals. If you can get in the red zone, try to get seven points. Like you got to kind of know who you are as a team. Like right now, it's it's not the beginning of the season. And now we got a new coordinator, and we trying to figure it out. Like right now. You know who you are as a team. Do they trust Pickett to air the ball out? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, so but you, but you have but you have George Pickens though. Why do you go draft him? George Pickens, I, bro, could be a top five wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, he, I mean, the Steelers always had a great receiver. Like they always had the Plasticos, the Hines, the Mike Wallace, the Antonio Browns, the like you can go on. Like they always had a great receiving core. So that just continued. You know, even when Claypool them was there, like Claypool played well. Like they always had receivers that can play ball. So that's them. But they always just ran the ball. They were physical. They was like a Baltimore before Lamar got there. Well, even when Lamar got to Baltimore, they still ran the ball. So I think they just trying to stick to who they are. They go be tough all year because when the playoffs come, you run the ball in the playoffs. You don't turn the ball over. You play great defense. That's how you usually win games. So I think they're just trying to stick to what they usually do. It's just they haven't been – I don't know. I, I guess they want Pickett to throw the ball more. I, I don't know what they want to do in Pittsburgh right now. I'm still trying to figure them out. Yeah, and that's the problem. And that is the problem is they're still, still trying to figure out their identity. And so when you have, you know, coaches and players being separated, you have your running back, Najee Harris, coming out publicly saying – 
whatever he said. I don't even, I can't even quote him, but he that that was a problem, you know. And um, you have George, your top receiver. He's pissed off, right? Like, this is what happened. Guys get fired, and Matt Canada got fired the day after Najee Harris had his press conference and said what he said, right? Because it's like, who are we? What are we doing? You want the sound? Oh, you got it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Throw it up there. Najee Harris. There's just a lot of stuff that just goes around that just, just, it's just that you guys don't see. Um, that's the concept. I'm just at a point where it was just like, man, I'm just, I'm just tired of this shit. Is it intangible? Oh, I am tired of this shit. That's what he said. I am tired of this shit. And then what? Less than 24 hours later, da-da-da-da-da. You never want to be on da-da-da-da-da-da. When your name is, uh, <laughs> like, that ain't the Sports Center uh, top 10. That ain't the Sports Center top 10, you know, uh, plays of the week. When you, da-da-da-da-da-da. Brandon Marshall just got arrested. Da-da-da, da da Matt Canada just got fired. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> It's never yeah. good. Never it's good. It's never good. B Flow, have you ever got the dunna nut, nunna nut? Nah. <laughs> I love all that. I just had that, bro. <laughs> B, I, hey, B, I was so tired of getting dunna nut, dunna nut. No, sir. Hey, I'm still traumatized by it. I be walking in the crib. Somebody might have ESPN or Sports Center on. I hear dunna nut, nunna. I'm like, oh shit, what <laughs> I do now? What I do now? <laughs> like, I hope it ain't me. I hope it ain't me. <laughs> Right, it's like when you see the police, right? You see the police pull in, it's like, hold on, what they they come over here, what they, they, they oh, good, they ain't stopping me. They, right. yeah, I'm driving good. 10 and 2. Right. right. <laughs> Yo, that's when you know you got to get your life right. All right, here we go, B, real quick, let's do a little exercise. Does the Steelers win or lose this game? I'm going to go through their remainder schedule. They're at uh, Joe Burrow on IR, just had surgery. No, I don't know if he has surgery. I don't want to put that on. So they're in Cincinnati. No Joe Burrow. Do they win, win or lose? Huh? That's a win. Okay. Home against the Cardinals. That's a win. Home against the Patriots. That's a win. Wow. Okay. So that's three. Mark that down, Wu. So that puts them at what? Nine and four. Nine and four. Okay. They're at the Colts. That's a loss. Wow. Interesting. Okay. They're home against the Bengals. That's a win. That's December. That's late December. That's okay. a win. At Seattle. That's a loss. At Baltimore. That's a loss. Where is that? What's their final record, Woo? That would put them at, he counted four wins, three losses, so that would be 10 and 7. 10 and 7. Is that they enough to get the, they get in? You think, ten and, in. You think 10 and 7 gets, is a wild 100%. card? 100%. A hundred percent. I don't know about that, B. Like, you got to think about it. Ten and seven. Ten and seven. You got Miami Dolphins. So, where would be seven teams in? Let's – Woo, if you have a pin, let's mark this down. You have the Miami Dolphins. Okay, seven and but three. But you, you got to just go to wild card because they go, they go be the wild card team. So, okay, right but now – Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Right now, they have four losses. The Texans have four losses. And the Browns have three losses. But the thing is, the Bills have five with that tough schedule. The yep. Colts have five, and the Broncos are getting hot. The Broncos are getting hot, are hot, are hot. But then the AFC West, which they have a pretty tough schedule in the AFC West. I just think the Steelers got the most most favorite uh, favorite schedule because you saying seven wins, I mean seven losses won't get in. That means the Broncos, Colts, and Bills can't lose 
two more games this year. All right, so let's go to the Broncos. So let's go to the Broncos. Do the same exercise with the Broncos really quick. They play this Sunday. The game was just changed from 4 o'clock to 1 o'clock. I don't know why, but they did that. So they got the Browns. uh, They're at home against the Browns. Ooh, Browns playing ball, man. That's a – they'll win that. They win it. They they playing ball right now. I think so, too. It's going to be a scrappy game, another one, and everybody's going to be like, oh, look how they're winning. But I think they win, right? That will put them at, on a five-game winning streak. They're at the Texans. Loss. They're at the Chargers. Loss. At the Lions. Loss. Damn, B. Uh, home against the Patriots. That's a win. Home against the Chargers. That's a win. At the Raiders. Loss. So that's eight losses, right, Wu? That yeah. would be actually nine from what I'm seeing here. No, I think that's eight. But it's if eight or nine. Eight and nine. You're out of there. Yeah, you're out of nine. there. Yeah, the schedule and, would end up being eight and nine. Who was the other team that we discussed? Was it the you said then the you said the 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 Broncos and someone else can only lose two? It's the, it's the Colts. The, the Colts, Colts don't have a chance. They five and five. I don't. I just don't believe in the Colts. I don't. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't trust the Colts. That's why I said the Steelers like. They pretty much the team that's gonna get in there. This, this, but this, this. Look, hold on now. The Colts, though. The Colts uh, are in an interesting position. All right, so they open up the season. They lose against the 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 Jaguars. The Jaguars right now are seven and three, so they're a really good team. They beat uh, the Texans before the Texans became the Texans. Uh, they beat the Ravens. They lose to the Rams. Rams are up and down. They beat the Titans. They lose to the the Jaguars, so they split there. They lose to the Browns. Browns really good. They lose to the Saints. Saints, who, who are the Saints, right? Like, we, we really need to know. Uh, they beat the Panthers, and they beat the Patriots. So, like, do we really know who this Colts team is, right? Because now they got their home against the, the – go ahead, B. You want to respond to that? No, nah, we don't know who they are. That's the thing. Okay. Hey, they might can get in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see their schedule? You got the their yeah. their their home against Tampa. What is that? They, they can see. I I like Baker, man. That's that's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna go back and forth. Yeah, he's um, fighting. Baker's fighting right now. He's fighting not yeah. only for the game, but he's fighting for his, his career. You know what? Starting I'm job. Gonna say, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Tampa go win that. Damn, I don't know. All right, cool. They're at the Titans. They'll win that. They're at the Bengals. They'll win that one. Who? They're home against the Steelers. I said they'll beat the Steelers, so I got to give them that. Okay. They're at the Falcons. Falcons going to be eliminated already. So <laughs> they packed up. They go, they're, they're, yeah, they packed up. They're ready to take it in. <laughs> All right. Then they got the Raiders. I think home the, Raiders the Raiders might get them. I think the Raiders might get them. And then they're at the uh, – they're home against the Texans. Last game. They both fight. I mean, you know what? The Texans might rest their players because mm. if they not if they if they don't win the division and they ain't playing to win the division, they might be like, "Yo, this I buy." They might rest their players. The Colts get a win right there, so they can possibly sneak in that thing. Woo! Did you track with me? Yeah, I did. I would leave them at ten and seven. Ooh, and, and that's what B B flow is. B knows what is it? Flow knows. That's what that's flow knows. Flow knows. Flo is saying that ten and seven get you into the wild card spot. Well, it's gonna be them or Pittsburgh because Cleveland right now is gonna get in. They only have three losses mm-hmm. and they they playing well. So Cleveland is gonna be there. 
So you only have it's gonna be Pittsburgh or the Colts. And the thing is, they play each other, so they got they got that head to head. Who's gonna see? Who's gonna get in? Because Houston go get in. So it's just that last spot, that seventh spot. Okay. So and we yeah, because the Bills got a tough. The Bills have a tough stretch, man. I I don't think they go be able to hold up. You have the Chiefs winning the West, the Jacksonville Jaguars holding tight in the South, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns fighting for the North, and the Pittsburgh Steelers still there. Hell, even the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Like, we'll see what happens there. They still have playmakers. They're playing some 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 good defense. All right. Um, Miami, can the Miami Dolphins hold off the Buffalo Bills? Buffalo Bills are six and five. What's going to happen with the streaky uh, Josh Allen? And so, yeah, like, you know, one of those teams would be wild card. Someone from the AFC North will get in. Hell, maybe at one point, B, you were saying all four teams could potentially get in, right? The Burrow when they got hurt, they right? All been in. Right, right, right. So it's going to be interesting. So with that one there, maybe two, damn. I want to see – I just want Denver. I want the Broncos. Come on, Broncos. Wouldn't that be a legendary story? Golly. I want to see the Broncos. Anyways, we're going to shift gears here. Just talked a little bit about Dion. Just talked a little bit about Lamar Jackson. Talked a lot about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, Deshaun. Deshaun undergoes successful surgery. The Browns announced Tuesday that Deshaun Watson underwent successful shoulder show surgery and will begin rehab later this week. Needless to say, Cleveland isn't getting much back on that quarter billion dollar investment. Well, let me read this again. I'm trying to be fancy over here. Needless to say, Cleveland isn't getting much back on that quarter billion dollar investment. Can we officially say this was yet another blunder by the Browns organization? Or is the jury still out on Deshaun with Cleveland? What do you say, B-Flow? You know what? If Thompson Robinson can play well, uh, Deshaun in trouble. Ooh. Because Cleveland only have three losses. Baltimore have three losses. What if, let's just hypothetically speaking, what if they end up winning that division? And they, win, and they win a playoff game, maybe two. Do you go back to Deshaun after your young guy came in, gave your team life, gave him spark? Do you go to him just because you paid him? Or are you going to say, nah, we go ride with our young guy who we love because we started him over Walker. We obviously believe in him. We've seen him in the preseason. Like, this might be our guy. You have to – You, you they're, they're – they have to go back to Deshaun. I mean, they have Just no choice. They paid him that much money. It's not even what they paid him. It's bro, like I think he's up against the salary cap next year, seventy three million, and then seventy three the next year. So they still have a couple years there. You can't you can't take on that much dead money unless they're gonna be bold and say what Deshaun's gonna be back up or something. You ain't. I mean, I mean, is there anybody that's gonna trade for him? Nobody's like, trading for him right now. Right. Nah. So don't you, you have to nah nah because his money's guaranteed. If if he can have somebody to come he in can and restructure say, it potentially. Yeah, if yeah, if if somebody can restructure man, Cleveland might tell him like, hey, we'll send you to these three teams. 
but we'll have to restructure your contract before you go and they'll have you come over. And if it's a straight landing spot, I mean, that can happen. Okay. All right. Any thoughts there? I see you trying to chime in, Wu. Yeah, I I just feel like it was a horrible investment. I think um, the guarantee is what makes it horrible, not necessarily the money. But um, will I say that the uh, like is is this all of the Deshaun we're gonna see? No, because I know what he what he was able to do in Houston. I think injuries played a major role. Obviously, the time off played a major role, and I think he was just getting into his groove. So it's hard. To, it's very hard for me to say at least that this is it for him because I don't think we really got to see Deshaun at 100% yet. Yeah, it's not his team. It's not his team. If I, I agree with Beefo on the point of, like, if they make noise without him, it's going to be trouble, trouble. Well, and somebody will gamble more. If, if you can restructure that contract and say, yo, you're not getting all this game, which he wouldn't do, unless they did sit him, because I think he's a competitor. If you sat Deshaun Watson and – you know, it don't matter what kind of money you're getting. If you feel like you can play and you sitting on a bench, you can you will say, man, restructure my deal. I want to go somewhere. I want to play. What if he can go to Atlanta? I think he's from Atlanta. Is he from Atlanta? He is. That area, if, if yes. If, if, if Atlanta Falcons say, yo, you can come here. All your money not going to be guaranteed, but we'll give you a nice guarantee still, and you'll have just a regular top five highest paid quarterback contract. You might be number five. I think both parties work on that to, mm. get out to Atlanta and Cleveland to go with their young boy at quarterback and say, yo, DTO. we don't have to pay our quarterback for another four years. If he makes some, if he makes some noise this year. Mm. Mm. That's a good take. Yeah. That's yeah. a good take. I respect that. that. Is, that is I, I don't one. think Desmond Ritter respects that take, but yeah, but they already benched take. him. And then his, the, the guy that came in, took over for him, got hurt and they put him back in there. So it's like, could I you imagine Deshaun with Bijan? That would be that would be dope, but again, combo. but still, but still, I mean, I like uh, what is it, Drake London? I like Drake. He needs to get going. Uh, the tight end Kyle Pitts. I'm not calling him, like we thought he was going to be the next Antonio Gates, and I mean, I don't, I don't know what's happening there. Maybe it is the quarterback. Well, the quarterback plays a big role. We'll see. Uh, in football, BC and Andrew, when we go into, let's say, uh. What's tonight? Thursday. Tonight's thir no, today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. It's Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving, we got three games. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, I'm 100% I'm certain that in all three, all six locker rooms, this statement will be mentioned. Okay? Start fast, finish strong. Somebody's going to say it. B-Flow, how many times have you heard? Start fast, finish strong. Let's go, guys. Start fast, finish strong. So I'm saying that because we started strong. Now we no, we start what is it? Start start fast. Start so we started fast. Now we gotta finish strong. We have a few quick reads because we got about six minutes left in the show. All right. Can we can we do that? Can we can we finish strong? Hell yeah. Let's All right, go. cool. Here we go. Quick reads. All right. Dolphins and Jets. This is a quick read. All right. This is the info. That will get into Thanksgiving weekend. The Dolphins are at a are a ten point favorite on the road against the Jets. Will this game be close, or will it be a blowout? Starting with BC, blowout. I think the Dolphins get it. 
Okay, B flow. Yeah, this is gonna be a blowout. Um, Jalen Ramsey playing well. You seen him with his two picks. X Man go locked down on the other side. Boyle's <laughs> not gonna be able to throw the ball. This offense doing their thing. It ain't even gonna be close. Woo! You want the woo? Like I want the, I want your the answer. emotional answer, or you want the the intellect? The emo- I want both. Give us both. Intellect says Dolphins. Emotion says I have two favorite teams. It's the Giants and whoever plays the Dolphins that week. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> this is what I'm gonna say. So, so what do you want? You want the emotion or you want the? I, I want to keep telling my friends that the Dolphins will never make it again. Okay, but with, with, so with, my, with my answer, do you want me to? You want me to give the emotional or you want me to get an intellect? I want you to give the emotional. Okay, that's easy. Um, listen, Aaron Rodgers, he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go out there. I don't care what B Flow said. 45 minutes ago. (laughs) I don't care that they're on a three-game losing streak. You know what I care about? I care about this team being excited that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. I care about this team looking at Aaron Rodgers and everybody else in the locker room saying, just hold strong. Let's go. Let's go. What's his name, boy? I don't even know the backup quarterback's name. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle, let's go. Because you get us to Aaron Rodgers. Hell, we might. What are you probably going to him saying? I'll give you a contract. I'll give you a bigger contract if you just can hold this thing together. Get us back on track. So that's the emotional, the intellectual side is this. Didn't we just watch the Raiders almost take down the Dolphins at home? Didn't we just watch that, Brandon Flowers? What do you think? You think the Jets are terrible throughout the entire building? I thought we were a really good defense. What happened to that? You don't think our defense is going to hold it down? You don't think uh, Tim Boyle can come in? and just throw some jump balls to his receivers and Brees Hall can get going. You don't think that can happen? So I'm, I'm going with the Jets to win. Oh, my God. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> A right. division game where the Dolphins feel like they have to win to keep this momentum going to the playoffs. We talked yeah. about November. Jets. We talked about late November how important these games are. You think the Jets? The, the <laughs> Jets? The Miami Dolphins and the Jets hate each other. You think they're going to come in and get a win? Why do you think the Jets is going to lay down for them? What, 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 what's what's, what's, what's not tell- saying they're going to lay down. They're just not talented enough on the offense side of the ball. And like, the Dolphins got Boyle's more to play get for. Hit. Like, Boyle can't come in and be a game manager and win this game. Like, We're- two of them and Tyreek Hill is going to be striking. They're going to put up points. The Do- Jets are going to have to score points. Remember this. Remember this. You probably felt this same thing because you laughed at me. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> that same little laugh, you did the same thing when I talked about Russell Wilson, the most leading, most winningest quarterback in 10 years. And look, now we look up four or five weeks later, he's on a four-game win streak. It was that same little laugh. It was that same little laugh that you had. So <laughs> save that. BC, make sure we like clip that little laugh that people get. He laugh at me every time I, I say something it. like this. You're talking about Russell Wilson and Tim Boyle. Right. Right. Don't matter. Right. I ain't talking about – no, see, I'm talking about Russell Wilson and a top five defense. That's what I'm talking about. No, the quarterbacks who's actually orchestrating the offense, trying to get these wins at the end of the game, it matters. We don't need much. We don't need much. 100% matters. We don't need much. You know what we need? Just don't turn the ball over. You know what we need? Don't fumble the ball on the opening kickoff. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing on Monday Night Football? What what are we what 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 is going on? Come on, yeah, Cheetah. Wait wait, Cheetah's in the game, huh? Who they got for the Cheetah? Cheetah got a hand injury right now. Uh. Cheetah out there with one hand. You see, you don't you gotta watch this. Gotta, and then here's the biggest thing. I'm gonna say this. 
I do not believe in Tua Tonga Vailoa. When watching that game, they got the win, B. But if you're a defensive back, you probably turn on the film and be like, oh, there's some opportunities here. He The last three weeks, hey, hey, yo, I'm telling you, watch what I say. They'll make it to the playoffs. They will. And I and he he's having a phenomenal year, and I'm not trying to be a Tua hater. I, I, now we got to see, all right, you know, is it Lamar or Tua? I'm going with Lamar. Is it Patrick Mahomes and Tua? Uh, of course, we're going with Patrick Mahomes, right? Even Josh Allen. I'll probably go with Josh Allen over Tua. I'm telling but, you. But, but, B, I told you what this Dolphins team, like, who they are. They're nothing but the Buffalo Bills the year they went and battled it out with Patrick Mahomes. They can mm. go play with the best of the best, and they can score, and they can create turnovers on defense, or they'll go out there and throw three picks. And if somebody that shouldn't have beat them, they'll come away with a win. So you just got to catch on Miami Dolphins on that day and see who they are. Okay. All right, really quickly, we have one minute left in the show. Uh, this is supposed to be quick reads, but we were long-winded. Bills and the Eagles, really quickly. We have a good one in Philly this weekend when the NFC-leading Eagles host Josh Allen and the Bills, streaky Josh Allen. Philly is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. B-flow, will the Bills pull off the upset? I believe in Josh Allen. Philly got that, that that high coming from Kansas City. Josh Allen, I believe in you, baby. Let's go. Man, I wish we had that. I wish we had his own sound for him, that laugh. <laughs> that is not happening. That's my answer. The Philadelphia Eagles, man, they like that. Um, I got Philly covering. BC, what you got? Hold on. I got this for b <laughs> 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 Hey, man. Josh Allen, let's go, baby. <laughs> Hey woo, we, hey woo. Let's mark that down, bro. Cause like I went out there and said, cause sometimes we be forgetting. I went out there and I got uh, the Jets over the Dolphins, and B Flow has um, Bills over Eagles. So that's one we got to revisit next week. Eagles, okay. Eagles getting the Bills. Eagles getting the Bills. Yeah, Eagles, Eagles. Perfect. All right, last one, and then we're out of here, baby. And we're gonna get ready for tomorrow, baby. Ravens at the Chargers. Finally, we have Lamar facing Justin Herbert in L.A., and the Ravens are a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Can you see the Chargers holding Lamar in check? B.C.? Negative. Woo. Nope. B-Flow? I like the Ravens. All right, now it's time to go. I got the Ravens as well. Sirius XM, Faction Talk, Channel 103. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's go. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.